Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Trap Talk Live, brought to you by Huntsman Wildlife. I am your host, Ryan Ridgely. Homeowners hire Huntsman Wildlife to remove nuisance wildlife from their home because most have no idea where to start. So we remove the animal, we clean up the mess that was made, and we repair the damage that was done because bottom line, the only unwelcome house guests in your home should be your in-laws. It was another fantastic week here at Huntsman Wildlife. We are busy and happy to be that way. We've had a lot of people calling in. Everything from bats to squirrels to woodchucks to chipmunks to moles. It has been a great week for us. Had another ride along with a potential employee on Friday and that went extremely well. I'll be talking more about that later at the end of the podcast when we go over the wins, losses, and learning moments. But all in all, it was an absolutely fantastic week, and part of that has to do with you guys. So since last week's upload, we have made it to 35 downloads of our podcast. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I am absolutely humbled and heartwarmed that so many of you out there are finding this content as listenable. I won't lie, when I started this little adventure, I was a little nervous if you can't tell by the audio, I am recording in my basement in our home in New Richmond, Ohio. It is echoey beyond belief. I have a little desktop microphone hooked up to my uh, computer. It is in no way whatsoever a professional setup and I'm doing the best I can with the tools I have right now to create a show that you guys find entertaining, informational, and educational. So again, I just want to say thank you so, so very much for the downloads. Uh, as of right now, I believe, let me pull it up real quick. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Audible, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Deezer, Listen Notes, and Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, and CastBox. Uh, still waiting for a couple others like iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts and Pandora, but we are just about everywhere you can find. So thank you so much for listening to us. And again, if you think somebody might find this important or might find some value in this podcast, please do not hesitate to share it with your friends. Uh, yeah. So even though we were very busy this last week, uh, I still found some time this weekend to kind of step away from the mole traps and put down the exclusion materials, and get some stuff done around the farm. In case I already haven't said it, uh, my wife and I have a nine and a half acre hobby farm here in the Cincinnati area in southern Ohio. Uh, nothing crazy, uh, just some chickens. We have one pot-bellied pig, uh, two ducks, a bunch of dogs, some cats. Uh, we're growing, but when we took over this farm, uh, there were a lot of projects that we have to get taken care of. And one of those was cutting down an apple tree uh, that was probably well past its prime. Uh, and it was within, I'd say, probably 10 feet of our pool. So for the year that we've been here on the farm, I've slowly watched uh, branches grow in size as they fall off of the tree and fall dangerously close to my pool. Now, I already had to spend about 550, 600 bucks this spring uh, repairing the liner from some mistakes I made last year when closing it. 
And so I didn't want that to happen again, so I decided it was finally time that the apple tree had to come down. And that is where we get to this week's topic. So while I was cutting down this apple tree, I was finding evidence of uh, some of the local fauna here on our farm. I, I found a couple birds nests, um, you know, uh, some squirrel remnants of some hazelnuts and some acorns that were stashed in a cavity in the tree. Uh, and that made me think really about how fall chores like trimming branches and removing perennials from gardens and clearing out the annuals and trimming things back can lead to the possibility of wildlife and nuisance wildlife being an issue further into the fall, early winter, and into spring. Now, your fall cleanups and gardening efforts really aren't going to do much to affect anything like woodchuck, uh, raccoon, uh, skunk, or possum populations and their impact on your home. But stuff like snakes, birds, squirrels, and other rodents like mice, rats, chipmunks, those are absolutely tied to the landscaping, gardening, and arboreal habitats that are on your property. Now, the first and easiest to think of is obviously birds. If you're going to go and uh, trim back branches or even cut down whole trees, uh, might be something you want to think about before doing is to look and see if there's any occupied nests in that tree. Though really most songbirds and migratory birds uh, do not have their young this late in the season, uh, some local birds that don't migrate, uh, such as morning doves, uh, they could be having later season nests and young. In fact, uh, one of the trees I was planning on cutting down in the front of our house, I found a morning dove nest in and I've decided to let that sit for a couple more weeks until the young are flighted and can leave the nest. So yeah, take it an extra second before you trim branches or cut down trees to look for any sort of occupied nest is a really great idea. If the nest is not within eyesight or you can't get up and look and don't want to pull out a ladder, uh, you can take, uh, we, we have them in our trucks. I believe you can get them at Home Depot, Lowe's, Amazon. I'll put a link in the podcast notes. Uh, but a, a cheap little $8, $9 inspection mirror on a telescoping handle can get up there, give you a view inside the nest, and let you know if there's, there's eggs or young in that nest before you trim things back. Now, while we're on the topic of trimming and cutting down trees, Another thing you're going to want to think about is squirrels, uh, specifically a squirrel dray, D-R-E-Y. Some people refer to them as a nest. Uh, the reason we call them dray is because it's not always nesting. On some occasions, they'll use a dray as a food cachet, uh, where they're going to store nuts and seeds and stuff like that over the winter to use as a reserve when that stuff is harder to find. Uh, if you go back to the last podcast I made, uh, you will hear about my adventure with a squirrel dray full of rodent bait. So just know that if you do remove a branch or a tree that has a dray in it, that squirrel that could be using it as either a home or as a food reserve uh, could be put in a point of panic. And at that point of panic, depending on how late in the season uh, it is, they may take drastic measures like trying to find a warm, dry place to spend the winter. 
if you have any voids or any openings or any concerns on your structure, on your home or on your business that that squirrel can take advantage of, there's a really good chance they will because like I said, it's going to take a lot of time and energy for them to actually build a new nesting dray, whereas they'd rather spend that time and energy finding food sources and, and ferreting those away. So they'll take advantage of weaknesses and soffits, fascias, they'll chew through your attic venting, they'll go through, you know, just about anything to find a cool or a warm, dry, safe place to spend the winter. Now, if you are unsure uh, whether or not you have some vulnerable areas on your home for squirrels to gain access to, I do recommend uh, going into our website at huntsmanwildlife.com, clicking on the tab that says blog, and finding the blog that says how a number two pencil can save you $437. Uh, that's a great uh, little blog post we wrote about uh, being able to inspect the outside of your home and being able to look at it with the same eyes that I look at it to find those weaknesses and points where wildlife could take advantage of it uh, and, and gain access to your home over the winter. Of course, if that's not something that you want to do, you can always reach out to us at Huntsman Wildlife and uh, we can go ahead and schedule a fall home wildlife inspection to see where those weaknesses are and help create a plan for you to address those so that you don't call me uh, in March, April, May with a squirrel or raccoon or a mouse problem in your home. So now that we've talked about the trees, let's go a little bit lower. Let's talk about the landscaping in your garden beds. So everything from your annuals being torn out to your perennials and your ornamental shrubbery being trimmed back, uh, your tall ornamental grasses uh, being cut down low, all of that stuff. Those are all habitats uh, that snakes Lizards, especially here in the Cincinnati area with our infamous Lazarus lizards, uh, those are all places that they've either called home or are food sources for them. So when you modify that environment, they're going to pretty much leave. Uh, if you take out all of the plants and trim low all of the grasses that are non-poisonous snakes in uh, the Cincinnati area, such as rat snakes and garter snakes and all that, we're, uh, we're calling home over the summer, they're going to quickly try and find another home. And just like squirrels, uh, if it's near your home, they're going to run along the foundation of your home there and they're going to find those weaknesses. Only instead of your soffits and your gutters and your, your attic vents, the snakes and lizards are going to take advantage of any weaknesses in, say, your door sweeps or your window, sill, uh, window seals or even where the cable company put the new cable line in and didn't caulk around the siding or the gas company when they, they installed the meter years back and they filled it with just concrete patch and over the years uh, with the freeze-thaw of each winter, that, that concrete patch has cracked and crumbled and now there's a big enough gap for them to enter your home. All those places are great opportunities for uh, our resident snake and lizard populations here in the Cincinnati area and also likely wherever you're listening to gain access to your home, find a nice dry warm spot commonly underneath your, your furnace or your water heater or uh, any other appliance that's on a lower level there, they're gonna curl up, they're gonna spend the winter there, and then the first warm day, they're gonna come out, and again, 
just like with the squirrels, I'd rather you not call me in, in May, June, July and say, Ryan, I've got snakes all over my house. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. You had bad door sweeps in the fall when you cut down the grasses. So that's absolutely something you want to think about when you're trimming stuff back. Make sure your home is protected. Make sure the door sweeps are in good repair. Make sure the window seals are nice and tight. And make sure you don't have any voids or holes where any utilities or plumbing or anything else comes into the home. And our last offending fall nuisance wildlife pest that's a big issue when you start doing the fall cleanups around your garden beds and your landscaping are your rats, your mice, and your chipmunks. Uh, again, once you take that vegetation away, just like we talked about with the snakes and the lizards, once that vegetation goes away, you've taken out the aerial cover and camouflage that they use to move around your gardens or around your landscaping. Uh, that aerial cover all summer has protected them against hawks and owls and other uh, aerial predators uh, and even given them some uh, protection against stuff like fox and raccoons and all that that may take advantage of a lone uh, rat or, or chipmunk or a mouse out and about. Uh, when you take that vegetation away, you take away that security, and once that security is gone, they're going to look for other places to find that security. Uh, I mentioned our, our blog post about a number two pencil saving you $437. Uh, when it comes to a juvenile mouse, that is all it needs. If you can fit a number two pencil underneath your siding, underneath your door sweep, in between a window seal, into a hole that you know your plumbing or your cable enters, uh, through your dryer vents or through you know the exhaust vents for your bathrooms, anything like that. If you can fit a number two pencil in that void, then a, a juvenile mouse is going to have absolutely no problem gaining access to that portion of the structure. Now, just like the snakes and lizards, I absolutely recommend getting everything sealed up, making sure everything's in good repair before any work is done. But on top of that, I do recommend a trapping program. If during your cleanup, you're finding accumulations of little uh, piles of droppings, uh, you know, they're going to look like little brown Tic Tacs or sprinkles you'll see on ice cream. Or if you're finding uh, various holes that lead into the soil around your garden ranging in size from about the size of a nickel to about the size of a 50 cent piece, then that's one, one huge sign, the major sign, I, I would say, uh, that it might be advantageous to have a rodent trapping plant on the outside of your property. Now, we do have a 30-day clean-out plan. Uh, where we'll put multiple rodent trapping stations around the outside of your property. Uh, each station holds three traps, two mouse-sized trap and a rat-sized trap, and each, each station is checked on a weekly basis. We come out and clear all the stations and clear all the traps. We do that for about a four-week period, and that gives a pretty decent decline to any rodent populations that are on the perimeter of your property. Now, uh, for some of those are some of our customers that are in a, a little bit higher rodent pressure area, for instance, our home. Uh, we do offer a year-round rodent protection plan uh, where uh, we come out um, pretty much instead of just 30 days, we come out um, every month, twice a month to check traps, uh, rebate, reset as necessary. And with our rodent protection plan, we do offer uh, free interior service. So if we're protecting the outside of your home, 
from rats, mice, and other rodent invaders, uh, then we're going to guarantee that if you do get happen to get a mouse or a rat inside the home, we will take care of the interior problem for free at no additional cost to you. Again, if that's something you're interested in, please do not hesitate to hop on over to HuntsmanWildlife.com. Click on that Contact Us button and send us a quick message and let us know how we can help you out. If you're not in the Cincinnati area and you are interested in some sort of rodent protection on your home uh, before winter hits, which I do highly recommend, uh, go ahead and buzz on over to the National Wildlife Operators Association or National Wildlife Control Operators Association, NUCOA, NWCOA. Head over to their website and take a look at some of the nuisance wildlife operators in your specific area and uh, give them a call and let them know Ryan over at Huntsman Wildlife in Cincinnati sent you. So yeah, there you have it. Uh, I guess before you start the uh, fall chores or the honey-do list, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can now go confidently with your gloves and tools at the ready, knowing that there may be a secondary result to your fall cleanup activities. Uh, but we will help here at Huntsman Wildlife and at HuntsmanWildlife.com give you the tools and the knowledge and the ability uh, to protect your home moving forward. So now that we have gotten that portion out of the way, we're moving on to the wins, losses, and teaching moments of the week, or as I like to call it, WLTM. All right, that was a bit ridiculous. Hey, I'm four podcasts in. I'm still trying to work some of this stuff out. All right, so this is the portion of the podcast where we're going to talk about the wins, losses, and teaching moments of the week. That's pretty much self-explanatory. So our win, our win's a big one, folks. Drum roll, please. I do believe we have found our new employee. So I still want them to ride with me for another Friday to take a look and see how things are going. But I do think we may have found the first, well, second, if you include me, but the first Huntsman Wildlife employee uh, they're really picking up on this really fast. They're doing a fantastic job. We're happy to see uh, the work they're doing, Holly and I both. Um, Holly approves, of course. Holly, my business partner. Uh, but yeah, um, they've ridden with us two or three weeks so far, uh, have, have done the work. So they've got a day job um, that doesn't allow them to give me a lot of time during the week, uh, but they can give me some time on Fridays. So Fridays they've been riding with seeing if it's something that they're interested in uh, and something that they'd be uh, capable and happy to do as a profession. So after last Friday's route work, we kind of sat down and, and kind of had an after action review and I asked them some questions and they asked me some questions and we kind of came to a determination that this might be something moving forward. So on a very part-time basis, uh, we are going to continue for the month of September and October uh, on a contractor rate where uh, really, you know, they're, they're not going to be ready at all to do work on their own in the field. So they're going to plan on meeting me at the farm every Friday morning. Uh, and we're going to go out and I'm going to help them out uh, learn the chipmunk, ground mole, and other rodents such as rats and mice side of the industry. So uh, the ultimate plan would be uh, come this winter, they're going to take some of that work off my plate so that I could spend more time growing Huntsman Wildlife, doing some sales and marketing thing. 
uh, working more with this podcast and getting out in the community and letting people know that Huntsman Wildlife is out there and available to help protect their health and property. So that is an absolute huge, huge win. Uh, I was I was worried, I was concerned when Holly and I first started talking about finding help this fall so that they'd be ready come spring. I was very concerned that I was going to have to settle um, or spend a lot of time and energy training somebody in um, who I didn't feel was going to be 100% uh, match or fit. And oddly enough, uh, this person seems to be uh, working out quite well. They really like to work. They're excited every Friday. Uh, granted, it could be the honeymoon phase, uh, but that's why we're going to continue for the rest of September and October with them on Fridays. I'm going to take them, uh, have them do some work that maybe wouldn't be so glorious. You know, we're, I'm going to try and get some carcass removals, uh, some ground trapping. Uh, we are going to have to go through a euthanasia training with them so they kind of see the process of putting an animal in the euthanasia chamber, turning that dial and dealing with it afterwards, knowing that there are consequences to the animals that we trap uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, absolute win for last week. Now for our loss of the week. Uh, those of you that follow us on these social medias on either Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn probably saw that earlier uh, last week here, we got ourselves a remote controlled inspection drone, a uh, little Roku F11 Pro, I believe is what it was. Uh, that was going to be, uh, was, don't get ahead of me. Uh, the plan for that was to use that for inspections on some roofs and some other uh, issues uh, with height concerns, um, you know, especially in the winter when, when you know, asphalt shingles can have frost on them, on them and be slippery. Having the drone available to take a look at a soffit or a fascia or an attic vent that might be an issue um, was a tool that I wanted. So I ordered the drone. Uh, took it for a couple test drives here on our farm, flew it around, uh, taking a look at things, stuff like that. Things, things went well, uh, hit one tree branch and got a little, little, little squirrely, uh, ended up crash landing and had to replace a, uh, no, two propeller blades on it, but overall it wasn't too bad. So I then take it to a friend's house, uh, to kind of test drive it, a house that I'm not super familiar with. Uh, to test drive it and see what it's going to be like uh, flying around, doing an ins inspection, taking videos, stuff like that. And I will flat out admit I had not properly read the manual uh, and literature that came with the drone. I did not see that there are restrictions as to uh, what uh, strength of wind you can fly it in. And I ended up banging up the drone pretty bad. Actually broke uh, one of the rotor arms off. And so within a week of having a new drone, I broke said new drone. And I looked up online and sure enough, you can't just buy a whole nother arm and put it on. You have to buy a whole new drone. So instead of me being smart and thinking, oh, you know, I'll spend $280 on, on this drone. It's, it's not a cheap investment, but, you know, it's not the most expensive thing we've ever bought. Uh, now I have spent almost $600 on a drone, and now it's getting a bit ridiculous. So the new one should be showing up from Amazon, and I will absolutely be pouring over that manual front to cover 
to learn what I can and cannot do with this. Uh, and then I've also uh, since learned that I need to get a hold of the FAA uh, because before I charge a single client uh, for an inspection with the drone, I need to have a commercial operator's license or permit or something like that. So yeah, it's a little bit more involved. Uh, I guess you can't just buy a drone from Amazon uh, and start offering it to your clients. So it's a little bit of a loss. Uh, but of course that moves us into our teaching moment. So I would say, uh, teaching moment of the week is, uh, maybe not, not let my ADHD, uh, take off so quickly and, uh, do a little bit more research and, and, and do my diligence when it comes to adding new tools, uh, equipment, uh, and, and find out what's all involved. Now, obviously, um, had it not been my friend's house, and had I crashed this into, you know, a, a customer's home, I, I may have to pay some sort of damages or repairs. Uh, it doesn't look good on us professionally as a company. And so that's something where I need to uh, maybe not be so gung-ho. Uh, take a minute, step back, read the manual for one. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. She's been telling me for years, if you read the instructions, you wouldn't have this problem. And yet again, I didn't read the instructions and I had a problem. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, so uh, definitely need to sit back and figure that out. And then, of course, uh, the FAA regulations. I had no idea. Uh, I thought, you know, hey, you know, it's not like I'm trying to deliver packages with it or, or flying it up by planes. I'm just flying it around people's homes. Uh, but there are regulations I need to follow with that. So I get to spend uh, some time this week, at least a night or two, looking things up, uh, doing some research, and uh, doing some online learning so I can take the test uh, and go that route. So yeah, that is it. That is the wins, loss, and teaching moment of the week. So before we go tonight, or today, or tomorrow, or whenever you guys are listening to this, I just, I want to reiterate how absolutely honored and uh, how much it warms my heart that you're all out there listening to this. Uh, this started as an absolute, eh, might as well give it a try, see how it goes. Uh, like I said, uh, four podcasts in now, we're at 35 downloads, and that is about 32, all right, let's be honest, it's 33, because I would have at least downloaded it, but that's 33 uh, downloads more than I ever expected this to have uh, four weeks in. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, there are links in the show notes to all thing Huntsman Wildlife related to our website, to our Instagram page, our Facebook page. Uh, those are all there. I know I joked in the first couple episodes about Patreon. Uh, those who don't know me, uh, I used to be uh, part of a online woodworking community uh, and, and there was a, a, a trend of everyone having a podcast and having Patreon. Patreon is a way to support uh, content creators. And so as, as we grow, um, I'm not going to do it now. I'm probably going to start thinking about it a little bit more legitimately around the 100 uh, download mark. Uh, but as we grow um, and I need to create a better experience for you, our listeners. Uh, if you do find it in your heart to support the show, I will have Patreon available 
uh, and obviously reward levels. Uh, we'll come up with those and hopefully get some feedback from you all as to what you would like uh, for a reward level. But again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for a half hour of your week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Till next time, see you folks.